Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Music Note Podcast, where we'll be exploring the different occupations and careers linked to the art of music. I'm your host, Lori Leanne. In episode 5, I would like to introduce you to the multi-talented Lily Del Sol, a performer from Colombia who's currently living in Spain. Starting out with having an interest in music production, Lily decided to move from working behind the scenes to center stage. Find out how she used her skills to become a better artist. Hola Lily, and welcome to the Music Note Podcast. Let me first thank you for being here and that you want to share your story about your musical journey. Let me start by asking you, how did your interest in music begin? Well, first I want to say... Thank you for inviting me. Um, it's such an honor to be here. I think, I mean, music has always been around me. My dad used to sing lullabies, like boleros, songs, different Latin American music and Colombian music as lullabies. So I grew up with his voice. I think that's like the first approach that I, like, I can remember with music and then like I was just so passionate about rhythms and just singing I was like even taking the brush and like take it as a microphone and like I was like just performing in my room and then I was like playing the guitar and acting that I was like you know on the stage and so yeah I think since I'm little I'm also being like surrounded by uh, acting classes uh, art in general, but I knew music was the the main thread to express myself. I study piano, I study some percussion and like especially traditional from my country. And so yeah, like without knowing, I was like growing with all these different styles because I was also listening to <laughs> how do you say American music or like music from the States. So Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, uh, also the Beatles from Europe, UK and and so I was like in my head with a mix of styles and Mexican music too. At some point, I felt like a sponge. (laughs) But there was another moment important that I realized that I wanted to go into production because I was paying attention to the radio. I was like, how is that like the bass, the drums, the piano coming from the radio? I was so curious about it. And I was so curious about live sound and sound in general, acoustics. And I decided to get into a studio and like find out about it. And and <laughs> this is going to sound cute. So my parents, they had a farm and we, we had two cows and we sell those, those cows. And I, I feel bad, but <laughs> I cry a lot. But with that, I, I bought my first computer and my first interface and microphone. So I was so happy because I was able to connect a microphone and a guitar at the same time and sing and play. For a year, I thought about my cows. <laughs> but I mean, it was pretty special to stand the, the world of sound that way and the waves and, and everything. I, I, I decided to study music and production. So after finding out that that was your interest... What was your next step? So I'm from Cali. It's a city more in the south of the country, close to the Pacific coast. And it's very hot and warm the whole year from 26 to 33 degrees all year. And there's also like salsa. Actually, it's called La Capital de la Salsa. So in every single corner, 
there's music. You get into a taxi, they're playing salsa. You get into a, a grocery store, there's salsa everywhere. And there's also a um, big, big festival of traditional music from the Pacific coast, Petronio Álvarez. And it's about the Pacific music from Colombia. And it touched a little bit from Ecuador too. So I grew up every year going to this festival and with salsa everywhere. Amazing. I, I love it. And so I moved to Bogota, which is the opposite. All weather in the mountains, in the center of the country, big city, noise, totally different. And people all over the country. So the way how people are is different than how in Cali we are. We're very like happy, warm people, loud people. <laughs> and in Bogota, they're not. So at the beginning, it was hard for me. I didn't know how to read people from, from Bogota. And, and it's crazy because it's the people from the same country. We're so big and diverse, not only with music, not only, but with the people too. I was kind of like, well, what is this? So I moved to Bogota to study music, to study production, audio production. And I spent four years in the Universidad de los Andes. I had a, it was a beautiful time there too. I learned a lot. So it was a good learning school for you at that time. Yeah, it was, it was hard because we were a few women. Actually, in my, in my year, we were like maybe four. I think somehow I got used to to feel alone sometimes or to have fear sometimes to be open and connect with guys. At least my case, no? I mean, I was coming from another city. Everything was so new for me. I decided just to stay focused on what really moves me was music. And so that's what I did. How important is music in Colombia? Wow, it's, it's super important. I think it's, it's the joy of the day. There's even, uh, we have, um, I don't know how you call it, but these people are on the streets selling things. They, they even have like uh, songs to sell, for example, avocados. <laughs> I have a song that talks about it. It's a tribute to women in Cali, Colombia that sells avocados. And they have this particular melody when they sell avocados. And you know that they're coming. So music is, it's, I think not only in my hometown, but like in, in Colombia, it's so diverse and it's the, the joy of, of our life. What did you do after studying music production? So after finishing my undergrad in Bogota, I was a little confused of what to do. I was feeling frustrated a little bit because I always wanted to sing, but I love uh, producing too. And at that time I was producing music for children. I love children and I really enjoy a lot creating for them. It's such an art to be connected to children and to have the energy to also follow them. <laughs> and so I did some trips before coming here to, to Spain and before to deciding to study a master. I went to Mexico and I went to Chile. And in Mexico, I was so connected to, like, I felt like I resonate a lot with the, with the culture, the Mexican culture. I think from that moment, something started building inside me. I knew I had to study a master. I think the crisis was that I didn't know where and what. 
And so I knew with the strips in, in Mexico and Chile that I was interested in culture. I was interested in society, that I love traditional music, that I love people, that I really like people. And I was looking, but I also like technology and production and all of that. I was like, how can I mix all of this in one thing? Like, I was like, ah. But then I I, I found out about a new campus of Berkeley in Valencia. And I decided to come here to study uh, music production, technology and innovation. I was a little scared because I was not sure if I was a good producer and I was good with technology. But... Inside my heart, I was like, I need to know more about this so I can create what I want to create that is connected to people, culture, uh, society, traditional music, children, like all of this. And so I think that pushed me to give the step forward. You started music production, but eventually you decided to become a singer. When did you decide that instead of working behind the scenes that you wanted to be the one on stage? Uh, <laughs> that's a very special moment in my life. Actually, I was at Berkeley during a fellowship. And I remember I was in a concert. A Mexican singer was performing. Her name is Magos. I remember also Javier Limon was playing with her and some CP students. And I was part of the production team as a fellow. And I was with the camera, with the headphones and checking the, the angles and the shots, close-ups and everything. And then she starts singing. She starts singing a bolero. Quizás, quizás, quizás. She starts singing and I was like, wait, I, I can sing like her. Not comparing myself, but like acknowledging. I was somehow recognizing her sound and, and I was just paying attention like on her singing. And I was singing with her. And then I started listening through the headphones, like camera three, camera three. And I look and the camera was looking to the floor, you know. <laughs> And they were like, Lily, are you ready? And I was like, I'm so sorry. And, and that happened to me three times during the concert. And so I remember that day walking home, I was like thinking like, you know, I had this dream to come to Berkeley. And I was like, I did a master at Berkeley College of Music. I'm a fellow here. I'm in Spain. I'm living here. I'm in Valencia. This is a beautiful place. Like why I don't feel complete. Why I wasn't paying attention to my job, like to what I was doing. But I was paying attention to, like, more to the music, you know, to the singing of this uh, woman. And and so I went back in my life and I remember when I was taking the hairbrush and I was singing in my, in my room. And I was like, oh, that's why. That's the reason why I wanted to be here. That's the reason why I'm still here. And so, yeah, I talked to my parents and said, like, hey, this is what I want to do. And when I decided to do it, it's like the sky just opened. It was a very hard year, but I don't regret anything. When did you realize that you could use the knowledge that you already had for your next move? Uh, I got connected to this uh, amazing woman that we both know, Patrice Russian. So she was on campus in 2015, and I was able to talk to her for 30 minutes. And I was so impressed with her career and all these different things that she that she knew and that she applied to her career that I was like I've I had this conversation with her and I asked her like I have this crisis that like I love 
production. I love technology, but it's a tool. I like to sing, but I don't know the sound that I have inside. I don't know any about composition or songwriting. And so she said something like that I still put it on my table when I'm in crisis with all of this conversation we're having. To say something beautiful is like, you know, you have your left hand and you have your right hand when you play piano. And when they work together, they're doing different things, but they're playing together a masterpiece and they're moving people and they're moving you. So put those two hands work together. And that's something that I, I still like, it's like one of the advices that I have in my pocket with me. And every time that I, ha I feel lost, I'm like, okay, in this current moment, what are the things, what are the right hands and what are the left hands? I don't have to choose. just need to know how to make them work together. That's what I learned. And I, I keep applying that every day of my life <laughs> in every aspect. It really like, pushed me to make that decision of, of singing. So after finding out that you wanted to sing, what did you do next? I knew that I had some like plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. I was like, I don't know when, but this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. But plan A works. I decided to apply to a second master at Berkeley. So I did MPTI first. And then after a year, I, I applied to CP. Which is performance class. So you studied both areas. But do you see yourself more as a producer or as a performer or as both? Both. Like for me, it's a complement. I cannot be a singer without being a, pro a, a producer. And I cannot be a producer without being a singer. Having that knowledge, does it help you to become a better artist? Yeah, totally. Like it's like I have tools, you know, from production that I can put into my artist back and, and build and, and compose and create and, and vice versa. I can mix it. It's actually a good decision that you can do multiple things so you can even be more creative. Oh, I believe uh, like when, when you know more things, you're creating your own voice and your own career. It's not that you're just being a better just producer or no, I'm, I'm better as, as Lili del Sol and I'm getting more tools and more vocabulary to say what I want to say and to put it in different ways like music, images, words. So not only, yeah, one thing. It's like when you create a cocktail, you know, like let's, let's take the alcohol <laughs> of the cocktail. But it's like when you know how to mix some ingredients and you create an amazing cocktail in a hot moment, you know, and you drink it like super thirsty and you know that the lemon with the papaya And with a little bit of pineapple, it's going to taste delicioso. But then you switch to mango. You trust in, in, in the knowledge you have or, of those flavors and how you mix it and the amount of the ingredients you put on that cocktail. But um, maybe someone could do it like in a different way and it's going to taste different. But mine is going to taste this way, you know, and I have to trust in that. And that's part of the, I think, of the journey and like get better at your skills well it's a good comparison seeing it as a cocktail i mean it's it's a really great description so you decided to write your own music and then you released your album can you tell me something about that songwriting process it could be in different ways uh, it's like taking a shower and just like having a, an idea and a melody and then i'm like i need to record this and you know it could be that that situation it could be uh, that I'm reading something 
that I'm watching a documentary, I feel inspired through other stories, you know, stories of people and my own story too. But I like to know about others because it helps me to uh, open my my perspective of life. And so when I feel inspired about it, like I just like get sometimes a little obsessed. For example, one of, of the songs from that album, from Rise Mestiza, I was, I was walking. I just started like singing a melody. And I was like, I like that melody. I think I heard that melody before. And I was repeating. I like that melody better. And I was like, oh, where is that melody from? And suddenly my 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 mouth, my lips start like aguacate. And that's the sounds of these uh, women from, from Cali. They sell aguacate and they go on the streets. Aguacate! And they're yelling that melody. You can listen it from two blocks away from, from your house. And it's so traditional that like your mom just go and say like, oh, do you want our avocado for lunch? Yes. Okay. Aguacate. So they start yelling to the aguacate woman to come to your house and like sell the aguacate. I want an, an avocado for today. And so they, they take the avocado. This one is good. And so I was like, wow, I can't believe I have that melody in my brain, like storage there since I'm little because uh, I was living here in Spain and I was just like, Feeling relaxed, especially when I feel relaxed, uh, it's easy for me to compose or to write or to sing. You've been influenced by the surroundings you were in during your trips. How much of an influence has that been on your music? A lot. I think there's something that I like to do a lot. And that is that I like to do um, recording, field, field recordings, because I like to, I don't know, I like to mix sounds from different places. So, for example, I have the metro of Paris, like in an audio, the sound of the doors, the sound of the rails. I have the the bells from the Notre Dame, but I also have the bells from from the cathedral from here. And I have sounds from the plains of Colombia and the sounds from from Cali. Actually, I recently did a, a sound design of two places. But imagine those play those two places is just one place because of the sounds. I like to do that a lot to record just like urban sounds or weird sounds that I found in in the strips. I like to do that a lot, and and that also somehow like if I feel inspired with the sounds, I just like start writing a story that I'm creating, or I put one of the stories that I heard during that trip or whatever I put it in, 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 into that environment. And I think everything can influence your music when, you, when you're open to, to feel it. And I, I mean, at least in my case, everything. I feel inspired with a bird that I'm seeing, like singing, or yeah, a documentary that I'm watching at night, or that I'm waking up and the, the sky is red and I'm missing someone. So everything. Yeah. So how would you describe the music you created on your first album? That's interesting question because when I was in the middle of the process, I didn't know the style of music I was writing. And at some point I felt like, 
like bad. This is not pop, but this is not traditional, but this is not jazz. I was like, I'm not fitting into anything. I remember I I, <laughs> I was having a conversation with a with a friend that uh, was playing in the album, and he was like, I have no idea. And after that night, I was like, I'm gonna forget about it. Like I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm not gonna think. But then at some point, I, I mean, I, I have to somehow, or I can create my own style. It's like a hybrid of styles. It's like, I mean, I could be wrong. Like the charts and everything say another thing. But like I say that it's world music with a little bit of pop and a spice of jazz and a lot, a lot of traditional music and drums and Latin fire. <laughs> That's a really good way in describing it. So how did it feel like for you to finally share your music with the world? It was pretty special. I felt freedom. But at the same time, I was like a little scared or nervous, excited. It was like a weird cocktail too of emotions. But it was like, I can't believe it's out now. This music that I was just feeling it from the bottom of my heart, from walks or running, they were coming to my, these melodies were coming and now they're like on a click, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and people from all over the world can listen to it, you know. But I think it was more like to understand the process. That was the part that really like made me feel free, like understand freedom. The process, I had to accept every single fear, situation, uh, emotion. It is my baby. I had to treat it in the best way. And sometimes I wasn't. And I was understanding that, like how to be a better mom, <laughs> you know. And it was very special to understand the people working with me, to do my best of expressing myself, of what I was feeling, what I wanted, telling them my fears, telling them my my vision of the design the colors the pictures because after recording the music <laughs> there's another <laughs> process that is coming i don't know it was uh i don't know if i'm comfortable but it was like totally i was like totally out of of my environment that is the studio or practice rooms or with the instrument or with a microphone i was in front of a camera <laughs> trying to be just me or like What's going to be the cover of the album? And, and Yes, because suddenly you're the one on stage and the person who's in the spotlight. Yeah, completely. So I had to learn how to love the process. And I, I did my best. I'm pretty happy with the results. I'm pretty happy with the connections I did with the people at work. I feel proud of the family that I that I had to work on that album. Like I cannot say anything bad about it everything like somehow led me to where I am right now and how I feel and how I sing right now and how I and all of them from the musicians from the people that connect a cable from the people from everyone the guys that were printing the designs the engine the master engineer wow That was a beautiful opportunity. I had to to collaborate with a master engineer that I admire a lot from Colombia. Camilo Silva is one of the tops. And I didn't, at the moment, I was like, I can't believe he's working with me. I can't believe I'm doing the master of my album with him. And I was feeling very, like, feeling love from everything. 
you started with studying music production, followed by performance, to creating an entire album. What was the best lesson learned from all of that? Well, so many things. The trust, um, belief that I can learn, that I can do whatever I have in here, in my brain and in my heart, and that I will find a way to do it. I'm a, I'm a right now a big fan of like everything happens for a good reason, and everything, like in my career, I think that happened in, in the best way uh, and in the right moment. I'll say like right now, like I'm just like I'm, I'm keep moving and trusting, believing, working hard, be a good human being, especially that. Yes, that's very important. So right now you live in Valencia. Can you share a bit how you experienced the music business, not only in Spain, but also in Colombia? In my experience, I think when I was living in Colombia, I was part of the audience most of the time. And so as the audience, like I was just going to big shows or shows in, in theaters or supporting also my friends and then my time more in the studios. But here, here is different. No matter the if, if it is like a small or big place, there's always people like interested in new music and they dance or they, they move with any style. They're curious about music from other parts of the world. And so here I had the, the chance to be an audience and also to be the artist performing. It's easy to take them into a trip to Latin America, for example. And I love that. I love that I can take them like, let's go to Mexico now with this song. Let's go to Argentina with this song. Let's go to Colombia and travel around Latin America with music. It would be amazing to do that in Colombia someday. But you're there already, you know, so people respond to that. Like people in Colombia respond more to movement a lot, to rhythm, to drums, to yeah, Latin flavors. Here they they respond like well too, but it's, it's different. Like if you just sing, for example, something, a cappella, they're going to listen to it, to the whole story. And like, that's my experience. And I'm, I'm, I'm a new artist. I'm learning the best I can. I released my album and then the pandemic came. So <laughs> I felt a little bad because I really wanted to play my first album in a small tour and like have some gigs, but I couldn't because of the quarantine last year. So I released it in December and in March we were locked down. I love I love video too and and visuals. And I had all these visuals of the women from Cali yelling avocado, aguacate, and some interviews. And yeah, I had like some beautiful ideas to put in a live show and I couldn't. It's going to happen eventually. But yeah, it couldn't happen at that time. So I hope I, I can do it like soon. So what made you decide to stay in Valencia? Is it a place where you can explore your talent even more? I'm going to be honest. I right now think that it doesn't matter the place. If you're connected with yourself, with the people around you, and you have a recorder to <laughs> record your ideas, <laughs> it doesn't matter the place. I'm right now here because I've been in Valencia for seven years now. And I have friends here. I have a... Um, I collaborate with them a lot. And, and yeah, we're in this situation with the pandemic that I cannot right now move. But I'm understanding. Now I'm open if I have to 
I don't have fears anymore that like this is the the right place to to make my music and um as an artist I think like it doesn't matter the place if you're connected with yourself and connected to the environment you're in at the moment we are all dealing with the pandemic how are you handling that I've been collaborating helping other projects but there's something I'm I'm excited about it and is that uh last year during quarantine actually I have a friend uh from Berkeley Manu Linois uh, he's a, a guitar player from France and we always wanted to compose something together and he sent me a song just like a guitar so like hey I want to create some I want to compose something with you check this guitar and, and let me know if you like it or not so that was like oxygen at that moment because it was coming from from another person also you know so it's not only my musical ideas yeah that was oxygen for me right now that at that moment and and so I started um singing a melody putting my words of how I was feeling and we resonate say like I'm I'm feeling the same and so we start collaborating more and more and, and now we're about to release an EP there's some things that we need to finish first there's some recordings we have to do we need the support of the people but it's happening and I'm so we're still in this situation that we don't know what's happening but I think the pandemic brought to my music awareness of of myself of the people around and of growing time space movement what really means to be a human being and i'm in that adventure every day i'm so open to like i i love to just discover myself everything and 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 discover others you know and connect with other people through empathy and 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 awareness and and love and besides being a producer and a singer and an artist you're also an educator what is it that you teach at the moment i'm a vocal coach and I also sometimes um, teach some production classes and video production classes too. But this vocal coach has been an, amer- an amazing experience to me because I never thought I was going to be more in that side than in the production side, like with education. I try to mix in my classes a little bit of, of the production point of view. So I mix with them like, from the production, analyzing music. If they want to learn a song, I'm like telling them to pay attention to all the instruments. What is the drum, the drums doing, like everything. So we can interpret the music better. We can sing better the music and understand the emotions we need to choose to put in our voices better. And they like it a lot because <laughs> it's not only the technique for me I was not taught just from the technique to sing like I'm a singer but from uh, being a producer being a visual artist being like knowing about video about editing about technique about music about composition and I try to learn every day like more and more from all of all, all of those fields but I respect also how I use them in my art And I judge my art because I should know more about this, 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 and I should know more about production now, but I should know more about harmony. No, I right now 
I know the, the best that I can and I'm open and interested to learn more. That's the only thing that matters, you know, that you keep open to learn and not that you're the best at never going to be perfect. doesn't exist. So I also somehow just have just one class talking about that, <laughs> about perfection doesn't exist. You're going to lose your time and your energy thinking that. And so eventually people, these are just like my personal thoughts, but eventually you can think that that person is doing something perfect in a piece of art. But maybe that person is not considering that as a piece of art. That's understand how as humans beings, we, we see things is also important. But yeah, going back to my classes, yeah, I, I, I love to, I love to mix in my, in my classes, like, especially my production skills with how to interpret it, how to sing, how to put emotions into the song and how to mix it with the technique. When you look at everything you've done, you use your skills each time to get to another point in your life. I mean, you used your production skills to become a singer and you used uh, that to become a teacher. What would your advice be to other musicians? Keep being curious and trust themselves, collaborate, share, and be the best human they can. With everything that you've done, Are you happy with where you are at at the moment? I feel complete. Like I don't feel incomplete anymore. Challenges and I have goals and I have ideas. And sometimes I get obsessed with ideas that like I want to do this project. And then I have to learn how to quit. Like, okay, it's not the moment to make this project happen. And maybe... It's not, I'm not the right person to do it, but like, it's amazing that I can give that idea to another person, you know. I'm also sharing sometimes a lot when I have ideas and understanding that I'm, I cannot do everything. I, I consider, I have a very creative mind all the time. I have to, I've been doing this year that we've been locked down, like working on, on my mental health a lot, paying attention to my mental health, uh, being aware that, that I need space, that I need time and understand what I can do and what I cannot do and just accept it. But if I cannot do something, like why not to share it? Maybe someone can do it. And maybe someone is going to find a reason in in their life at that moment to do something. Like why not to share? So no, I don't I don't regret of anything. I'm, I'm so happy. And I'm um, just learning how to trust also. You've come a long way from where you started. And I must say you're debut album is, is really good. I'm just hoping that you can perform again live real soon. I've seen you on stage before and you have so much passion and you put your entire heart and soul in your music. You mean whatever you sing and you deliver it with so much energy. It must be difficult not being able to do that right now. I miss that a lot. I miss it a lot. Last year I had the opportunity to be in a virtual festival. And I love it because, and this is one of the things that I'm thankful with technology right now, that we're able to be connected around the world with people. And so my family, they were able to, to be there. Usually if I'm playing here in Valencia or in any other city in Spain or Europe, they cannot be present. But they were in that, in that moment, they were present. But I miss so much the energy from the audience how you interchange energies. Like when you are, especially 
I put everything on stage. I, I get tired when I'm when I'm done. I feel like super tired. And and I leave everything there. Like because it's also like a way of saying like to life, thank you that I have this opportunity to sing and to and to share what I'm feeling with the music. But when you give that all that energy, oh, you need that the energy from the audience back. So that energy like evolves into different energy but it comes back oh i miss that so much i miss it i miss it and it was amazing to have my parents my family my my friends connected uh, with me in their like life different time zones but they were there well we're just hoping just like anyone else that the pandemic will go real soon so we can enjoy live music again i think it's amazing that we learn also how to have a hybrid so I can play for local people, but also the people around the world. Like somehow like all the social media uh, are the streets right now. You're creating somehow a community there. I think somehow artists, we need to be open to understand that, that this is, I mean, this is changing already. And eventually we're going to go back to live performances, but we're creating a different behaviors with internet and with technology and why not to have like a concert not all of the concerts but like some concerts that people the community that you're creating right now that are supporting you right now can be there too as you know at the end of the podcast i have five random questions for you with the first one being did you ever sing in another language than spanish yes um in english in french and portuguese I feel very uncomfortable <laughs> because I think I sound very Latin. But I like the, the, always I like the challenge because it's a different me. It's a different sound. <laughs> so I like it. Is there still something that you want to learn when it comes to music? Because you already know so much. I think that if I have time in life, why not everything? But Maybe to play an instrument, like to know another instrument as I, as, I, as I know my voice, to find the sound of that instrument. I love um, ethnomusicology. I would love someday to study musicology, but I would like to go, for example, to Mexico and like do a research about indigenous music or Colombia, create something with that, produce something really from like anthropology. I, I'm crazy about that. Ethnomusicology. I would like to go deeper into that. Is there anyone you would like to collaborate with in the future? Ooh. It's a hard question because I have from singers to producers. I like a lot um, a Colombian artist, Marta Gomez. I admire her a lot. I also like Lila Downs. I love her voice and what she does. She's more, for example, in the ethnomusicology she likes to research a lot of of communities in mexico and think about that that's an artist that i would like to collaborate with mercedes sosa she's not in this world anymore okay so what is it about music that makes you feel passionate i know pues es que es tan maravillosa it's so powerful um it's not racist it's not limited uh it's inclusive it's diverse Mesa hermosa it teaches how to be diverse uh show us how universe can expand with no limits and 
it make us humans like so without ego, without anything. When you're when we're just connected through music, and I'm talking about the musicians and their audience that are that are experienced music in the moment, we're just connected. No matter the language, no matter the race, no matter anything, we're just humans. You're right. I mean, music is very accessible for everyone. So what's next for Lily Del Sol? Okay, what's next for Lily? Woo! Right now, like with, with organizing some, some projects, my career, uh, organize, understanding how these times are going to change us and how these times are going to challenge us and to connect with people. And I'm also ready to, as a person, to like put everything on, on, on my music. These times are hard, but uh, it's, it's, if you're taking everything in a positive way, it will give you what you need, confront the challenges and to keep working and moving. But definitely I'm, I'm keep connected to what I'm doing, keep connected to my traditions, my, my roots, to more stories and to be more open to understand myself and understand others. I'm currently working on, on fusions from Colombia and Spain. One of the last things that I, that I did was a, a tribute to a very well-known artist, traditional artist from the plains of Colombia, El Cholo Valderrama. So he has a song, Akimis Mito, because of the metrics of, of the Joropo, that is the, the style of, of the song. I wanted to create a fusion with Buleria, Palo de Flamenco, from here, from Spain. So I work with an amazing team and also people from here that they know more about these rhythms and this world. And, and so it was an amazing project eh, to be able to create um, like a, a space for two lands, you know, in music. Ah, it was beautiful. I bet it was. So do you still want to continue teaching? Yes. I really enjoy teaching a lot. Before, I didn't know that about myself. That, that's why somehow I, I, when I'm learning something, I understand how I'm learning things. I'm a slow uh, learner and I have, I'm very visual. So if I'm learning something, I'm, I'm not, numbers are weird for me. Like I don't see them clear. Like even to learn songs, <laughs> I have to create, visualize the whole story and everything. Otherwise, like I can forget the lyrics. That's very common in singers. But <laughs> I give like very weird examples sometimes in my music classes. And they're like, what are you talking about? Chicken. And, and like, so yeah, just imagine you have two chicken. And then like, so I'm like creating this uh, metaphors and images. It's easier for them. That's what it's amazing. Like, oh, I love it. I can understand. I understand now. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that's great. The chicken work. <laughs> well, thank God for the chicken. Gracias, Lily, for being my guest on the Music Note podcast, for your time and for sharing your story with us. Good luck with the future projects. And hopefully I will see you soon again on and off stage. Again, muchas gracias, Lily. Thank you so much for having me here and for spending this time talking about life and music and art and how that is so important to all of us. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you again for joining me on the Music Note podcast. For more information, go to musicnote.com 
and don't forget to follow us on social media. Join us again next time for episode 6. See you then. Bye for now. Bye for now.